Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How many times have you been to the Ukraine? 20 plus. <sighs> wow, David. It's a, That's it's a an, lot. It's an amazing adventure. What? David, how much money have you spent going over to Ukraine, being on these sites? How much would you say the total cost has been? Oh, um, uh, I mean, to be honest, it's uh, probably quarter million to 300,000 or so. Oh, my God. Jody and Kara Berry, the one and only. Uh, hello, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, we're very excited. I just kind of freaked Kara out in like a single white female way where I just gushed my entire heart and soul out to you. Sorry. Oh, the feeling is absolutely <laughs> mutual. No worries. <laughs> All right. So Kara and I very briefly, we just touched base on this. I feel like we have a much deeper connection than we really have because I'm just that kind of crazy. But way back when, this was before I even dreamed of starting a podcast. It was one of the, it was some sort of TLC or Teen Mom offshoot Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Probably, what, 2015, 16, something like that? Yeah, probably. A long time ago. And, uh, Kara and I figured out that at some point in time, we lived in the same city at completely different times. But (laughs) to me, that meant that we were, you know, basically the same person. But no, here we are uh, watching 90 Day Fiance together. And Kara, you had a podcast and I have a different podcast. So I want to make sure that everyone's tracking you and finding you. 
Yeah. And obviously they're listening to you on yours right now. By the way, we're doing a crossover, so they're... <laughs> yeah, um, you can find me at Everyone's Business But Mine anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah, and thank you for speaking. <laughs> thank you for listening. It's <laughs> the best outro ever. And for your listeners, I'm Jody from Real TV, and I apologize if you love Kara and you find me annoying, but listen, we're talking to each other and, you know... We have each other's captive attention right now. So we're going to dive into the 90-day tell-all part one and part two, but apparently now there's going to be a part three. Did you see this? Yeah, what a, what, they really hit us with an <sighs> OP. Like, you're kidding. They're not going to do another. If it's two hours, I'm not watching it. Yeah, it, they're going to tell more. It's a 90-day tell-more. I'm like, no, no, no. You, don't, you can't have a tell-more after you just had a tell-all. That's but not even- fair. And that is the the other spinoff, the B90 Talks Back. Like, I'm oh. definitely not watching that. No, it's supposed to be, I read somewhere, and I don't, I don't know if it was TLC or maybe it was just someone on Twitter, but it's the People's Couch version of Twitter and Pillow Talk. No. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I can, if I want to see those comments, I can go on Instagram or Twitter myself. I don't need Big Ed reading them to me. Right. Like, I'm going to see Tom try to make a joke. Like, I would rather. Yeah, he is the worst. So this tell-all was super messy, was it not? It really was, but in in the best way. It was a real payoff (laughs) that I think we both deserved. I'm so glad we're talking about this because I was thinking in my head, how the hell would I talk about this on my own? Because I would sound schizophrenic (laughs) because everyone's screaming it. All different points in time. They're jumping from couple to couple. Yolanda comes in slurring every so often. <laughs> it was it was a real mess. Like unlike how Bravo was able been able to have these like sort of clean virtual reunions, this was like you know it it was a it was the ghetto a little bit. And I'm allowed to say that because I'm black. Just so everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if Bravo can pull off Nini slamming down her laptop and we have all the women screaming at each other, I feel like TLC should have been able to clean this up a little. I agree. But, you know, they don't really have the budget for it. So, you know, and that's I, true. What you think about Sean as a host, because I find her to be lacking. Yeah, you know, whatever she hosted last time was really good, I think. But she never is a hard-hitting journalist, you know? She never goes in on the sister wives asking why Robin is clearly the favorite. (laughs) She's a beautiful face to look at. She has the the nice, smooth voice, the creamy voice of an angel. But I think, actually, you know who we could do on tell-alls is uh, Kevin Frazier, who did the Married at First Sight one. 100%. He got down into the mess. He asked all the questions. Yep him to ask it was like perfection yeah he did a great job on those we need more of him yeah i mean sean i guess i don't know did but you... i don't really know what the solution is you can't have bloggers and podcasters i did that one thing for like 35 seconds and it was a mess yeah you can't have no ones like us doing it you just can't but i think i think they should give it a try at least for one um yeah. Time. Um, did you watch the any of the like released or hacked into ten hour reunion footage? Because I did not. The only one I just watched right before we started recording was the one where Lisa calls Usman the N word. I did see that clip. Yes. 
<sighs> I mean, wow. if, if there were if there were any time for the world to be just flipped upside down and in full unrest, I love that Lisa is going to just bear the brunt of it all because she really, truly deserves it. She really did. And like, for those of you who didn't say it, see it, uh, Usman says, you know, I'm very respectful to you. And I would never like the things that you say to me are so horrible. Mm-hmm. And then he admits that she called him the N word. And Lisa's response to that is that he was opening a can of worms. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. How dare he? And then she goes back to, well, well, okay, I guess we're going to get into it. But Lisa's whole argument about Usman being unfaithful is so ridiculous. But let's maybe just try to start from the top. We have everyone Skyping in. Tom's got some sort of look going on for quarantine, which is not good. I feel like he himself put on some weight. He's let his hair come to full wave. Maybe Mm -hmm. ran out of pomade or something, but he's not looking good. Uh, let's see. David is oh coming my. in. <laughs> He's now a hoarder. He should be on uh, A&E's hoarders. I cannot imagine, like, not to be gross, but, like, what color is his pee? Because Oh, he... my God. I love you. I was just <laughs> going to say that. He says he does not drink water. So he just his whole counter was filled with what looked like grape juice. Yeah. And I just can't imagine. It's got to be like a dark, stinky orange. Sorry, guys, but if he's putting that out there for us to even ponder, it's our responsibility. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we have to reveal the dark truth. And that's... He's probably the kind of guy who boils like two dozen hard-boiled eggs at the beginning of the week for his egg salad sandwiches that he eats every day. You know he loves a stinky egg salad. It does have egg salad sandwich energy. You're completely correct. <laughs> but like only his mommy's recipe. Uh, Ed shaving shirtless. Mm. Well, thank you. I don't even think in my near 15 years of marriage, I don't think my husband has ever just stood there shaving nearly naked, let alone with a camera crew that... Is it as if they just popped around the corner? He didn't know that they were there. Ed really seems to try to, he seems to be under the impression that like, he's going to pivot into some sort of stud and it has nothing to do with his physical appearance. He's a gross person inside. And Absolutely. Out. Absolutely. Yes. It's one of those things where it's gonna be like, well, you can't make fun of him like a Nicole well, don't make fun of her. You're making fun of her because she's heavier. No, I'm making fun of her because she's fucking stupid. Right. <laughs> it has nothing to do with how she looks. It's because she's kind of a terrible mom at times and she's dumb. Same thing with that. He's just a bad man. Really uh, Ash with his almonds. I hope you enjoyed his little bowl of nine almonds a la sure. Yolanda Hadid. <laughs> uh, Darcy sporting... I don't know if it was like an ice skating leotard. It was um, something that was like, maybe I'm going to find something that looks like a Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion dress, oh, but make it like yes. the possible way. She had her like Janice the Muppet straight white blonde wig. Yeah. What was going on? That I didn't realize that she had a reverse Teresa Judice forehead. <laughs> I know tracked alopecia when I see it, and she really needs to let the extensions go. Oh, is that what it's from? Like, too many extensions? Your hair 
it, it, it's got to be like it, I think it's a combination of the bleaching and the extension. Oh. Like it's, there's a lot of stress. A lot of stress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I was thinking, oh, she's wearing a wig. Just push it forward a little bit. Like you have to see it starting further back. But I don't know. I. I, I'm one to talk. My hair is two days dirty, and it's, I don't even know if it's, like, even up in a ponytail at this point. The ponytail horror is probably just lost in the back somewhere. Uh, then we have Yolanda, who was in a coma from the flu. What the hell? Like, for a whole month? Yeah, and no one said anything, like, uh, no hashtag prayers for Yolanda? Yeah, where is Williams when you need him? Like, I could not... <laughs> that and the fact that she said like you know it was back in december so like coronavirus wasn't that big of a deal but now her doctor says that that's probably what she had that's that's incredible scary stuff yeah well i guess i'm, I'm glad she's healthy but i feel like her voice she came out of it with a different voice than she did before i don't know if anyone else picked up on this or maybe pay attention to it next week she is a full three to four octaves higher yeah. In her voice. And she was. <laughs> You're just like some people, they hit their head, they get amnesia, and they have like a British accent all of a sudden. <laughs> Shout out to Williams. Yeah. Was it was, it, was a Nigerian? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. So we jump into the tell all. Lisa is drinking like root beer from the gallon. I kept picking mm -hmm. up on it. It was some sort of brown liquidy juice, maybe a fermented grape juice from David's. Tom is drinking champagne because, of course, he is. Of course. Like, <sighs> just scraping together whatever money he's he got from whoever he's living with because that surely was not his house. That is so... Listen, no man in his, what is he, 30s, 40s, has a plate collection from the Bradford Exchange lining the walls around him. That is his mommy or grandma's house for sure. Yeah, you know he had to like put the dolls out of out of camera shot. <gasps> oh yes, or maybe uh, some candelabras with like the skinny tapered candles that have never been lit. They've been there for thirteen years, but they've never been lit. Exactly, like a couple Princess Diana commemorative plates. Oh, uh, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Lost her too soon. England's rose. England's <laughs> rose. By the way, I ball like a baby every time I hear Elton sing that song. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, Osman, who I thought looked really handsome. He is a really good-looking guy. He is a good-looking guy. Like, could he benefit from some sort of, like, orthodontia? Sure. But he's a good-looking guy. Oh, we're going to get into some orthodontia when we get into uh, 90 Day the Other Way. Whoa. <laughs> I was not prepared for the amount of metal that Brittany is sporting yeah. but we'll wow. get there uh David I figured out who David looks like I've been trying to put my finger on it the entire season and I finally got it David looks like Beauty and the Beast cartoon Gaston who went on keto but did it too hard and too long and now his skin's just starting to like melt and all the weight's going down to his shoes but do you mean like the official Disney Beauty and the Beast or like the one that you get in the dollar bin? Oh, oh. <laughs> or like the little, uh, whatchamacallit, like quarter machines? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's got to be the knockoff. Uh, oh my gosh. Wow. David okay. really, really showed out and I'm, I'm excited to talk about that. 
He is a feisty little man. <laughs> he really is. Okay, let's see. Oh, well, let's start with Ash and Avery and their journey. We get their montage and we find out they broke up recently, which is what shocked me the most, that they, she actually stayed with him after the trip there. Right. I, I Yeah, I really want to know. Like, it seemed very fresh and it seemed like they still had, like, the awkward energy of like people who had just broken up and didn't quite know how to talk about it yeah but then we find out what happened and I just feel like I I did not trust Avery from the beginning and I knew that there was something weird about her and now really yeah she just gave off a weird energy but then I it was like two steps forward one step back with me and like okay I get what you're saying but then she would do something weird this is really interesting because I really like her. I did not like her at first, and now I love her. But maybe I'm just comparing her to Ash, who is terrible. Well, we are who we date, right? We are who we surround her. That's us. true. I mean, she chose him. She, she chose him over and over again after ghosting him. She went back to him. So, Would you date a guy no. if he said... <laughs> If he was like, uh, Kara, I'll be right back. I just have to make my lemon ginger that I make every single morning. And then I'm going to file that down with my glutamine juice. <laughs> Hang out. Just you sleep in. And oh, and then I'm going to take a walk to the beach and take a shit in the ocean. He did that every day of his life. Is there any chance? No, I would not do. I would not date any man who did anything that Ash did from the jeans to the hair. Mm-hmm. The hair gel, n- nothing about him. N- no But part. she says that it was the best sex of her life. And, and she committed to that. Even, I know. Which is sad. You, see, I think, because she paused, right? She hesitated for a moment, and then she said yes. I think she wanted to say no, but she couldn't because she just got done saying that he lied to her face, that he's a liar, he lies all the time. So if she said no then that would make her a liar, too. Exactly. And, you know, great that that was the best sex of her life, but that doesn't mean that he's necessarily good in bed. That's just relative to her experiences. That's true. And based on the type of guys that she picks. <laughs> mm. uh, let's see. Love, he was so excited. He was like, I've never seen him more happy than when she had to admit that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, his eyes got really big and he laughed really loudly like a ha 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 ha. <laughs> oh, so I just gross. can't imagine him just coming in for a kiss because every time it would be like this deep, meaningful, zen, slow, romantical, you know, it would like mean something. And then he'd have to give a little talk about uh, our box feelings, you know. <laughs> and, you know, he keeps those eyes open, not even because there's oh. so- but just because he's weird. Oh God, that's so creepy. Do you think he sees in night vision? <laughs> like everything is green. He wakes up at night. Somehow he could see where he's going. Without a doubt. He's pretty creepy. What else happened with them? Oh, well, okay. well I guess we get into the phone thing with Tom later. What were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, the, she, her, her excuse for why he was such a liar was that she went on a diet that he agreed to go on and that he did not stick to the diet. And so that was her example of him just being like a habitual liar. Okay. So dumb about the diet, but is it about the diet or is it about the lie? 
I I think what she was trying to say was that that lie is just like, you know, it's part of a bigger problem, but she found like a much better reason because I'm sure he lies a lot. Yeah. Well, it's because he's so insecure. He's trying to make himself sound smart or look attractive because he has that. And I'm saying this as a, um, formerly chubby kid and current chubby adult he's got that chubby kid energy about him mm-hmm. you but know it, where he's he's come to the other side now and now he feels like he has to really prove himself yeah there's definitely something about him that happened when he was a child that has led to this disaster of thinking yeah. that he has any idea of how to treat women and how relationships work something went wrong yeah that seminar that he gave I love a good cringe watch, but it was beyond uncomfortable. It was beyond cringing. It was worth every moment that we had to watch (laughs) on television. I loved it. You know who I think could really take it on the road with him? And it would just be an epic disaster slash fail, kind of like a Countess and Friends cabaret thing. If Zach from Married at First Sight with his little namaste moments and Ash... Went on the road with a little uh, female training. Wow. You're Mm -hmm. absolutely correct. Same energy, right? Yeah. I thought you were going to haunt my dreams tonight by saying Jesse. Um, (gasps) But Zach is a a much better option. Jesse absolutely has and will continue to murder, allegedly. (laughs) There are bodies in... Danish or Amsterdamian, wherever the hell that is, closets. Check the nursing homes because, you know. (laughs) He's like that. What did they call that one nurse? Like the the ghost nurse? Oh, Kevorkian? No. Well, there's him too. But the one that would just go and be a nursing home nurse and then kill all these people. There's a name for that serial murder, and it's really frightening that it just seems to be on the tip of my tongue everywhere I go. Jesus. <laughs> that's thing about me. Uh, shall we go on to Rose and Ed? Please, yes. Now, Sean asked a very, I thought, weird question, which was, Rose, you speak such good English. Why would you have a translator? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why, why not? Is that right. not a... Right. <laughs> yeah, considering everyone else here, well, besides, well, no, Usman speaks English. But he also speaks a different dialect, right? Right. Of his native language. But Rose primarily speaks, is it Tagali? Yeah, Tagali. Something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. But anyway, so of course, like, why wouldn't she when people are going to be screaming and yelling, you know, 10 different people? Of course. Of course. And like, obviously, she felt very frustrated and angry with Ed. She wanted to be able to say, you know, have somebody translate what it is she was actually saying because she was so mad. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I can speak some Spanish, but that's just the point. It's very simplified. I wouldn't be speaking it as eloquently as I speak about the night nurse at the nursing home. <laughs> uh, so, we, oh, we start off with them talking about Valentine's Day. Who did or didn't text each other on Valentine's Day? Yeah, what is your theory on I think, I do think that she probably reached out to him, but as a friend. I don't think she was trying to keep on a relationship with him. I don't believe that. I don't think so either, because she was very clear on how she felt at the end of the season. And so I don't really know how you come back from that. No, I think Ed, 
is he's just a creep. Even besides the rumors that everyone's heard about Ed and sexual, uh, not assault, sexual harassment in the workplace with people that he's worked with, look at his apartment or his house. Ugh. Having photos and magazine clippings, and I don't care if he took the photos or not, having them plastered from floor to ceiling, everywhere, including your bathroom, is fucking creepy. It's so creepy. And did you see the bra that was hanging from the bathroom ceiling? I heard you say that on your latest episode, and I did not, and I'm so disgusted by that. Because you're right. Yeah. He kept that. Some woman left it there, and he was like, ooh, my my little prize that I might... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Just, it's like a serial killer leaving, like keeping like a thing with them, you know? It's just gross. (laughs) And his daughter, I would have hoped, would have said something like, hey, dad, before the camera crew shows up, you might want to take some of the photos down from your house of horrors. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, he clearly sees nothing wrong with that. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Because he's Big Ed with the bumper stickers. Don't you get it? Those stickers are even in New York. I have seen them. And <gasps> what? Them, but like before the season started, I remember seeing those stickers of his face and being like, who is this guy? And then like, later, oh, I was, my, oh my God. God, him. So that means when he was in New York, probably taping some of this stuff, he was plastering them around yeah. wherever you have been. You better yeah. watch. You better watch your back. <laughs> uh, if I see a very short shadow... In the distance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning the. Other. Oh my god! You think it's gonna be like uh, a little kid followed by their parent? No, it's just a uh, big Ed. I'm gonna <laughs> slip you one of his stickers. Uh, but okay, so Ed ends up saying that the whole reason that he went to this tailspin and was trying to get back together with Rose, and even though they broke up, he was willing to get back together with her because that's what love does. He was gonna give up his daughter lose the relationship with Tiffany because eh, that's just what love does. Okay. It blinds you. Mm, Wow. No, no. And then when Tiffany comes on and he like turtle, he totally does like a 180. It was like, Oh, I'm so sorry for hurting you. But like just five minutes ago, you said you were going to blow up your whole relationship again for Rose. Cause that's love. That's what love does. No, that's what a creepy horny, opportunistic man does absolutely now looking back in retrospect i love that he had to sleep on that floor and sweat his ass off all night (laughs) he she knew what she was doing yeah and i hope that mouse did did crawl on him (sighs) while he was sleeping that rat from uh i think it was in kung fu panda was there a rat (laughs) dojo king or something it's just coming to me now he had like four strands of hair. Anyhow, that that's really like Ed looking at himself in the mirror. Yeah. So how did you feel about him basically outing Rose on national television? He's disgusting. Horrible. I mean, is she want, I guess, hold on. If I mean, we could look at it this way. If she has a public Instagram page and that was on there, then obviously she doesn't care and it's not that big of a deal. Right. But if it was something that was on her private page and that he dug to find out information then he's just as horrible as all of us know him to be 
Yeah, and, and showing the screenshots of the, the phone to see that she did confirm that it was a girl. And I just, it, there's something very gross about that. Even if, he, yeah, I mean, even if it was out there, I think it's just gross for him to be like, oh, well, she felt she started dating a woman. Like, he was trying to. As if it's a bad thing, too. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. And why is that supposed to be so scandalous? Okay, she's dating a, a woman. Would he have done the same thing if it were a guy? Probably not. He'd be like, oh, yeah, she moved on. Exactly. Exactly. But he's trying to zinger here. Oh, let's see. What else? Oh, I loved, I wrote this down because I was like, what an asshole. He said the whole reason that he brought up her needing to shave her legs for him was because in Southern California, you see, women laser their legs there so... So? Uh, okay. Well, I'm pretty sure those women in Southern California haven't been rubbing their lugs up against you because didn't he say he's been single and celibate for like 40 years or something? Well, yeah. I mean, are you just comparing her to the models that you, you know, exactly. were in your apartment? So it's just like he's had... His all- standards are so high. They're so high, and I just love when people on reality TV have so much time to think about what they could say in a kind way, and then they... Yes. That's so true. That's so true. And he says something about how uh, Rose lying to him is a bigger deal, but I mean, he only... Because he only lied about being three inches shorter. I mean, that's not a big deal, all right? Right, but then... Then was it Yolanda or somebody who said, or Darcy, it was one of the other women that was like, oh, yeah. you also lied about, you knew that she had to have a <laughs> child and you still went over there. Yeah. Like people were going to forget that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, Darcy wanted to give her her barrette because it said, I don't know, it's one of those popular barrettes that all the housewives wear now. Yeah. I think it's a queen. I don't get it. I don't get that whole barrette look. It started with Dorinda, and I wish it would have ended with her. Yeah, that in the bobby pin thing. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be in ten years. That's gonna be like what uh, banana clips are. Right. Where you look back, we're like, oh, remember that? Exactly. Exactly. Or a topsy tail. <laughs> it will be like a bumpet, a bumpet of a uh, the millennial age. Oh, a good bumpet. Oh, stop it. Sorry, that's my dog scratching on the ground. Are you looking for my bumpet? Uh, <laughs> then we go on to, let's see, Ed goes for Lisa asking why she's sending a negative message about unprotected sex. Oh, oh sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice try. Again, exactly what you're saying. He was at home thinking of every possible way he could spin something. Right. And, and I mean, even if even Lisa can come at you and say, um, we did an STD test before I even went to Africa. Also, like, please, I couldn't even dream to have an egg. So you, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but then, then uh, Tom jumps in with a, so Ed, what was it like showering with your father-in-law? <laughs> Could you read the room, Tom? <laughs> and this- Where is that coming from? This is why I'm not going to watch that B90 show, because I know it's just going to be him trying to make really shitty, like, 90s comedian, stand-up comedian jokes. Yeah. Uh, Oh, Ed thought he was hilarious this entire time. He truly, like, who is telling him that he's the king of this show? 
oh my god it just came to me Kara. he's gonna go into stand-up comedy just wait absolutely he's gonna get a youtube channel he's gonna do like a tour of like you know encino and yeah the irvine improv big ed <laughs> exactly and he'll bring his little dog teddy to take pictures right he'll charge like 20 bucks for a picture with him and teddy ew uh, I hate I can see it now. <laughs> uh, shall we go on to Yolanda very briefly because I mean what the hell is there to talk about with Yolanda yeah. uh, Darcy and Erica feel badly for her and David oh David jumps in and he <laughs> let's say he says that Yolanda was just asking to be scammed if she met someone on social media David <laughs> of all people David, are you like, I could not believe that that came out of his mouth. Like, yeah, you risk being scammed anytime you go online and meet somebody online. Like, yeah, you do, David. You do. He's sitting there just so high and mighty with his grapefruit juice, judging <laughs> others. And then thank God daughter, Kara, your namesake, joins in and says, yeah, she hired the PI. And you know, this guy was just high-fiving all of his other PI friends, like, you guys, I'm going to be on TV. Right. Scott Hunter. If there were any PI name, right. it's got to be Scott Hunter. He joins in and says the line he himself was practicing, much like Ed, I wouldn't say they were red flags. They were more like red banners, am I right? But um boom ching Right, Scott, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <laughs> Thanks for that uh, great information there. So, of course, Yolanda has not spoken to him since, right? It's just been... Correct. Crickets? She, she just then, during the reunion, thought, okay, I guess I believe that he was fake now. I mean, I it's so hard to talk about this because we know what, right. like, falsified all of this just to be on the show to get, like her a possibility of a spinoff of her like journey through weight loss and her kids and all of that. And so it's hard to like have to listen to her BS her way through the whole thing. Yeah. But it's also entertaining. True. I mean, for her to have to tell her kids that she sent intimate photos to this guy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would rather just be catfished and never have to tell my children that information just take my money i will never tell them that ever like nor would i ever take a picture of myself because jesus who would want to see this going on but i guess more power to her i guess i, I yeah know. uzman i thought the, the one thing that i did find was interesting is when they played back the clip that we did see of the Williams speaking, and it was clearly not a British accent. Um, I thought it was interesting that Usman said that he didn't even think it sounded Nigerian. Yeah. I mean, he, what, he was either sticking up for his country, trying to make it seem like not all Nigerians are bad, which they're not, right. not everyone's scamming, or it could just be a different accent. I mean, I know that I'm not schooled in different regions of African accents, so no. who knows? Um, I also found it interesting that Lisa said that <laughs> she knew all about the Yahoo Boys and that she usually gets hit by 300 Yahoo Boys a year. She wishes. <laughs> what that is almost every day. Right. <laughs> a new guy every day? No. 
And like, what corner of the internet is she on? Because I need to not be on it. I or I kind of want to be on it because can you imagine the self-esteem boost you would get if your competition is Lisa? <laughs> I mean, if you really want some good compliments, you're not feeling good about yourself. Tell me where you're going, where you're getting hit up by 300 guys. <laughs> that's, that's a very good point. No wonder she's so confident and cocky. Well, here's the thing about Lisa that continues to blow my mind. Now, my dad recently passed away and he we had hospice workers in and out and they are the most sincere, sweet, compassionate people. And Lisa is one of them. It she I mean, she when she said what her job was, I'm like, oh, you're going to be one of those people on local TV who like gets caught on the security camera, like (gasps) elderly and like, you know, like letting them wet their pants. Now that I can see. I was going to say, I just can't see Lisa being at the bedside of someone during their last moments or being uh, in any way patient or kind or understanding. I just can't see it. I, I mean, she has no compassion for not even herself, much less other people. If the people she supposedly loves so much, would her best friend would do anything for and she's calling him the N-word? It, truly. I mean, there's something wrong with her. On a deep level. Yeah, absolutely. Do we know if she has any grown children? I think she might have said that she has maybe a daughter. Oh, boy. Yeah. Ooh, I kind of want to know about that. It's got to be like an Angela and her daughter situation. If the apple doesn't fall far. Probably applying for witness protection. I would. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, especially after this one. Okay, Stephanie and Erica. Wow. Wow. I I didn't think I could possibly hate Stephanie more. In every episode, she just ups the ante. And, and then she, like, what I was saying before, like, you are who your friends are. Wow. Oh. Nightmares. Yeah. They were and awful. Was it you who posted that uh, Sanders has a page? No. And it says, uh, someone posted about... Her friend Sanders having his Instagram page, and it says uh, 90 Day Fiance Season 4. He's crediting himself (laughs) as if he's a cast member. Get out of here. Work on that contouring a little more, Sanders, (laughs) and then we'll talk. He was a freaking mess. And actually, Erica disappointed me in one thing and one thing only. Her room was a freaking disaster horde behind her. Yeah, I, I don't love an exposed closet. It just, no. it's just a lot of chaos. Even if it's yes. organized, I just don't like to see it. Uh, yeah. yeah, if she could have put up like a rainbow, anything. A shower curtain, something. <laughs> something, a unicorn, something to like, just neutralize all of the chaos that was happening behind her. I, I would have yeah. appreciated that. It was a lot to look at. Like, I wanted to clean out my house and just throw all my kids' shit away and be like, okay, we're cleaning. <sighs> so Let's I'm see. curious about the, the dating app situation because hmm. it uh, says, like, you know, she had an issue with uh, Erica. Stephanie had an issue with Erica having a Bumble, but Erica said, you know, it was a Bumble business account. Um, and then Erica reveals that Stephanie had messages on her social media to which Stephanie said that it was like men that were trying to hit on her because of her YouTube presence. 
Okay, so first of all, you have to explain Bumble to me. That's a dating app. Is that like a the swipe left, right stuff? It is, but you they also have like offshoots where you can, there's like a Bumble BFF where you can just meet friends, purely platonic, mm-hmm. like women meet other women, many other men, like okay. forever. And then they also have like a business side where you can just network. Oh, so it is legitimately a business app. Yes. Well, so what the hell is Stephanie's problem? Well, I mean... <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, hello. Uh, <laughs> well, because on Erica's Instagram, I went to go take a look at it, and I followed her for about, oh, maybe 30 minutes, and I was like, this is a lot of, whew, a lot of color, a lot of expression, which I enjoy, but I know a month from now I'm going to be completely over it and have forgotten about her and it'll still be like rainbows and unicorns everywhere but she's a photographer she's a legitimate photographer Mm -hmm. she goes on like little missions to save animals and shit so that would make sense if she's networking hey someone in another country or someone around here i'll exchange my photography for xyz exactly what the fuck stephanie she's the worst and stephanie so that she was nervous because her friends were coming on and erica's friends were coming on And as she was saying this, I hope you spied this in the background, hanging on Stephanie's wall was a guitar. And there's nothing worse than someone who is just going to take down a handy guitar and start singing a song for us. More than likely about like tacos and her love for tacos. You know, it's just like... Like a twee, uh, what's her name? The one that's dating the Property Brothers. Oh, um, Zoe Duchanel. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Oh. Uh, she's a true nightmare. And her friends were, I mean, luckily for her, her friends were way, way worse. Yes. And you know, she told them this whole sob story about how Erica's friends just beat her up and Erica wasn't trustworthy. And do you know my dad's name? Or did I jump the gun? Was that in the second part? No, I think that was, I, I put them all together. <sighs> Okay, and talking about how, yeah, how narcissistic Erica was. And oh, my God. It was, uh, oh, wow, wow. Why was her friend so drunk? Because <laughs> I'm Italian. What do you expect? Like, okay, this isn't uh, MTV True Life, Jersey Shore. I'm going to take it down a notch. All right. What was she angling for? Like, are you trying to get a spinoff of your own? Like, I'm just going to tell it like it is. Like, wh- yeah, first she blamed They came off so badly. Right. Like, they were horrific people. And their <laughs> reasonings for not liking Erica didn't make any sense. It, it was just very weird. Very oh, cool. and that Stephanie asked Erica to stay in a different room. The second day that they had met. I'm shocked that we didn't know that earlier. That was very kind of Erica to not say that on camera. I agree. Yeah. I mean, finally we get some clarity because at times it did seem like physical, you know, the physical part of the relationship meant a lot to her. But then to find out that we cuddled for one day and then the next day we got into a fight and she told me to get another room. It really paints a picture. Yep. But you know what? I hate to bring up my illness, but she hates to bring up her illness. Okay. Everyone is guffawing right now. Stephanie hates to bring up her illness, but it just made her wonder, am I a burden? Like, 
is Erica going to be annoyed they can't go to places that she can go? Really, Stephanie? Your illness is the least of her problems in terms of, like, her annoyance and the fact that you're a burden. Like, and and I did not like when Heather the drunk was like, can you Google her her illness? Why didn't you figure it out? Like, what she really had? Like, because Stephanie told her that it wasn't that big of a deal. So why do you have to then hop on Google to like investigate whether or not she's telling the truth? Yeah. And if it was really that serious, why did Stephanie not bring more than a mask (laughs) that she wore for only selfies on the airplane and about 10 seconds in the airport before she took it off? Exactly. And like, why are you asking at the checkout to go back to America if they have masks and gloves? (laughs) Oh, yes, Stephanie, can I get you um, some fresh-squeezed orange juice while we're at it? Anything else I can get for you, (laughs) ma'am? Who the hell does this girl think she is? She is a real piece of work. And I, I think it seemed clear that, like, as filming went on in terms of the tell-all, that she was realizing, like, oh, I'm not coming off that great. She's such a gaslighter. She... All right, let's see. What else do we have? Okay, moving on to Tom and Darcy. Uh, Darcy's look, we discussed, her uh, Real Housewives dress. Mm -hmm. But I also want to touch very briefly on what I call Darcy's sweat lodge apparel. (laughs) And it was... (laughs) She was sitting on her bed with all these fluffy, huge pillows around her. A, like a... I don't even know, like a mohair white Mariah Carey sweater, a scarf wrapped around her head. Like she's very into meditation, right? And then she cuts to like a a Mariah Carey butterfly mode, you know, (laughs) completely opposite looks. Oh my gosh. You could tell that the quarantine is really doing uh, damage to her mental health, her beauty regimen. It's, it was a delight to see. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to be petty about it. And Darcy is just such a, a joy to watch. She truly is. I hope she never leaves our screen. I don't care if she's single or not. I just want her back. Tom, however, Ugh. comes on. He's like, Darcy, you look good. Okay. That's, that's nice. And then Darcy continues to tell everyone that, you know, when she gives, she gives it all. She has a big heart and she's not afraid to show it. And Tom said he just didn't know what to do with all of Darcy's heart. I, I okay. hate when men say that. Like, she just wanted more from me than I could give her. And, like, I just wasn't capable because she was basically so needy and blah, blah, blah. And I really did love her. But, like, she was the problem. And it's like, yeah, Darcy's a lot of woman. But you weren't ever in love with her. You were in love right. with the microphone that's packed to your back, the cameras in your face. Yeah, and you know what makes it real easy to cut it off from someone who is very needy? Oh, an ocean between the two of you. Right. It could not have been more easy to break up with Darcy. Hey, I cannot stand him. He's such a scammer. Yeah, Lisa, on the other hand, loves their love story. She was a big fan from the beginning. She thought they were going to get married, have babies. I mean... What? I could... That's... <laughs> Those are my favorite love story. What? <laughs> Like, what have you been watching? <laughs> there was no love, even from the first 30 seconds of the meeting where Darcy was like, oh, he's a lot chubbier than I thought. And I'm not. And when he was like, hey, friend, hey, old chum, <laughs> there was 
He never even admitted that they were dating. When when he made her go get ready in the bathroom at Heathrow, that was the love story that you were searching for? When he said, you're staying in the basement and I'll be on the third floor. In the master that's, room. That's where Lisa really just saw the, saw the sparks flying and knew these two are made for each other. Oh my god, Lisa a nightmare. Such an idiot. Uh, Raina and Stacy now call in and... <laughs> Raina, what are your thoughts on Raina? Because I watched Pillow Talk and they all loved her. They thought her little emoji faces were hysterical. Oh, I thought, I mean, we've seen this happen on like Real Housewives of Potomac and Married to Medicine. And it's just like, it doesn't transfer to me. Like the puke face emoji, the angry emoji. I mean, thank God for her. Heather was like seven times worse than she was. So it right. blow a little bit for me but it it was a little much i thought it was ridiculous i didn't think it was funny i was cringing for her and you could tell it was like her kids drew it and their markers were half dried out because you could <laughs> see those streaks in it and you don't have a color printer you could have ran a couple of those things off and stuck them on <laughs> yeah they were definitely, definitely colored in with like a rose art marker like the cheap <gasps> get from a dollar store Oh, I know Rose Art. <laughs> I only knew Rose Art. I was that loser kid that had the 18 pack while all the other kids had the whole 96 with the Crayola sharpener. Remember right. that? Yep. <laughs> Rich kids. <laughs> I always wanted one of those. One day I'm going to treat myself you to a crayon sharpener. You deserve it. <laughs> Uh, oh, then the producers move on to uh, just diss Darcy even more and they play her dirty by playing Darcy in the gym clips. <laughs> so mean. So mean. And then we have Tom talking about Shannon and this whole timeline between him meeting with Darcy and talking with Darcy and missing her 45th birthday. I mean, a 45th birthday, Tom, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was great when they finally revealed that the timeline between her birthday and him, like, not having Wi-Fi, allegedly. But then three days later, yeah. he's in Milan and meeting this Canadian named Shannon. Like, what? He, he's The problem with him is that, like, he's stupid. Like, he's too stupid to be as conniving as he's trying to be. Yeah. Yeah, what gives him the right to be that way if you're gonna be a liar like be a good liar and he is very bad at it yeah milan he did say milan didn't he i don't think british people even say milan i'm not sure but he, i mean even if they did the way he said it was worse and why is he there fashion week right because i'm pretty sure i've seen those frames of his at walmart <laughs> i hate those stupid frames so much there there's something rotten in the temp mm -hmm. river with him like i it's i feel like he probably gets a lot of like friends that can do him favors and oh yeah and and provide housing for him i just feel like there's a lot of like scamming happening yeah just a grifter yeah exactly schmoozer mm-hmm let me get the flashback of, uh, I love you like my sister. Did you put weight on? Ugh. And I said this at the time. I would love for a little fucking snaggletooth Tom to say that to his sister. Exactly. Like, 
horrifying that he would say that. And, like, you know he only apologized because he got such a backlash from them. Like, if not for that, he would have thought that was so funny. And he still does. And so clever of him to say that. He's a real monster. His answer to that, it was, first of all, they played the clip and then it was just silence. As if, you know, implying, Tom, this would be where you would say, I'm sorry. And he said, I wrote it down because I couldn't believe it. He goes, I know, because sometimes you say things out of anger and that's unacceptable. Yeah. And that, him even saying it in third person, not because sometimes I say things out of anger. Right. Sometimes you say, it's so disconnected and narcissistic. And, but then for Darcy, what she should not have done oh my was to stand up and go, revenge body, revenge body, where we can't even see her. So, like, yeah, invisible revenge body. It was a very Kirstie Alley moment, you know, like, <laughs> with the uh, <laughs> with the nylons on. Oh my. Just sit there and say, thanks for your apology, because that was really shitty. Exactly. Don't do that. Don't do revenge. Oh. I mean, she gives us so much, and then and then she does things like that, and she gives us more, you know? Yeah. I mean, he really just had nothing to say. It really gets uh, juicy when we get to part two, which I think we can just kind of jump in there because this is where Avery jumps in. She's like, all right, I just have to say Tom is untrustworthy because I kind of know some things. And Tom gets in a real tizzy here. Ooh. He gets real pissy. Very He's like, I'm not going to film. <laughs> so it's, it's like... <laughs> This is why he's stupid. It's like, you could have just not said anything and nobody would ask Avery why he's hopping off of the camera. Like, the fact that he got so huffy created this conversation. Right, right. So he hangs up and then we pick up part two and Avery is saying how Tom wrote her or slid into her DMs, whatever, and said, she's beautiful and, you know, maybe he's her type or maybe he's not and... They should grab something to eat when they're in New York together again. And, okay, let's get this straight. So Avery heard from Ash that Tom took a screenshot of it, sent it to Ash, and then Ash was pissed off and sent it to Avery, or told Avery I got a screenshot right. from Tom. It was just a disaster. And so we're going back and forth on all this kind of shit. And then finally, Avery or Ash says, oh, well, I, I lied to you. No, I lied to Avery. That was crazy because at first I was like, oh, of course Tom sent those DMs as a screenshot to her. And like, of course it would be fair that Avery would assume that it came from Tom because who else would it have come from? Right. Um, and then, yeah, for Ash to admit that he just lied and was like basically bluffing yeah. to be like, oh, yeah, I got the screenshots and, and now I know it, that both of them, Tom and Ash, are both real weirdos. Yeah, Ash is a complete douche. For a relationship guru to think it's okay to say, well, I lied to Avery because I was angry with her. So that's, you know, what happens when you're angry with people? You just lie to them. You know, no big deal. What does that? What part is that okay? And then, well, then Tom really got himself in a tight spot because he was saying he was being pleasant with her i was just being pleasant lisa i I asked you when you're in new york to go out to dinner as if avery and lisa are the same kind of conversation that tom will be having with them right yeah and lisa's like i didn't take it that way avery you're just crazy i don't know why you're taking it that way lisa (laughs) 
Come on. Everything she says and does is so backwards. And like, yeah, I the fact that she was like didn't she say like at one point that Tom was being railroaded by all the women and like yeah. how dare they all what rightfully explain why yeah we all talk about the guys let's be honest we all talk about them too i mean the guys can talk about us right we're coming down on yeah down on him hard he was he's been a gentleman i wasn't offended by anything oh and, and should we also mention that when tom came back on camera he was smoking a cigarette oh <laughs> such a jerk you know that those production people the people who set up this call were so pissed Truly. Oh, and then he admits that he had also hit on Stephanie, right? And he was like, oh, oh he... I did try to do that. Yeah, he's like, I was just being nice to you, Avery. But I mean, Stephanie, I admit I was hitting on her because have you seen those jugs she's got? Ooh, hot. He was being disgusting about it. Proving the point that he's disgusting. So, so gross. And like, the fact that he like, okay, he can say whatever he wants that he also told Lisa that she was beautiful or whatever, but it's like, we all know that you were hitting on Avery and the fact that you even think that you would have a chance with Stephanie is laughable. A joke. Yeah. Although Stephanie would probably get with Tom. (laughs) I mean, probably, but you know, she is an idiot. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I gotta give it to Avery though for, okay. So this is going to be like blowing all of you guys' mind, but I'm not necessarily what you would call a traditional pretty girl. And it blows my mind that an actual pretty girl was able to admit, listen, I get hit on a lot by guys. Then telling me I'm gorgeous, I'm beautiful, they want to be with me, they want to sleep with me. I'm the most stunning woman they've ever seen. So I know when someone is hitting on me, I was like, you know what? I want to hate you, but I kind of love that you're just being very honest about it. Yeah, I mean, she was, and she said it in a very, like, not that I'm, like, full of it, but it's like, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't braggy, but it was like, I listen, I, I'm used to this. I could tell when someone wants to get with me, and you were asking me out. Right. Ugh, he's so gross. Yeah. Uh, so we can't trust him, basically. And Lisa and Usman, this is a perfect time and place to talk about all their issues, which, according to Lisa, all comes down to Usman being bull-headed do you know how she pronounces her words very strangely she does i don't know if it's like a pennsylvania accent thing or if it's just i mean it's probably just her but yeah i mean she i mean first of all her saying that like he made their wedding a fairy tale (laughs) (laughs) she married her best friend uh okay you guys got married in a courthouse or whatever the Nigerian equivalent of that was. And then Sean asks if they broken up a few times. She's like, no, we've just blocked each other on social media. Why would you think that Sean? (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Okay. That's totally different. Totally different when you don't talk to the person and you refuse to acknowledge their existence and breaking up. Come on. (laughs) Ridiculous. She really has the maturity of a 13 year old. And like an immature 13-year-old at that. Yeah. Like a bad one that needs to go on Maury. Do you think she thinks she's Jennifer Gardner in 13 going on 30? (laughs) But So I don't think she realizes that she's in the body she's in. (laughs) But she's really like bad baby from the Danielle (laughs) from Dr. Phil. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's awesome. (laughs) 
So this is where uh, Usman wants to know if all American women, women, women get angry like Lisa. And Lisa doesn't want any of the women to answer. So this is where she starts screaming that Usman doesn't want, you don't want to do this, Usman. Sometimes she calls him Usman. Sometimes it's Usman because it's bullshit and it's rubbish. Okay, rubbish? What? <laughs> is she going to start saying like, oh, I need to, excuse me, I need to go to the loo? <laughs> Okay. Uh, and that his fans are vile for what they send to him. So here's the whole issue that Lisa has, that his fans and other women send him messages and comment on things and slide into his DMs. So even though he's never physically cheated on her, he's cheating on her because he receives the messages. Right, like... Or am I missing something? No, I think you're right, and I I don't understand what it is that she doesn't... I mean, I could say this about a lot of things she says, but, like, if you're going to be dating somebody in the industry, you have to understand that women are going to flirt, and that's not his fault. And if he's going to be nice back to them, that's just the price of doing business. I don't think... And like he said, like, if I was going to sleep with this woman we live in the same town i could have done it very easily and you never would have known right right which i kind of hope he's doing <laughs> i i would pray for it please put it on only fans i'll i just don't <laughs> i just don't understand where she thinks that he has any control over who is reaching out to him exactly everything that happens is his fault but it's okay if she is promoting, I don't understand how this Facebook algorithm, whatever she's got going on, she's promoting or allowing strippers across the country, men and women, to post on her Facebook feed. Yeah, I was very confused about that. Like, And also, like, why doesn't Usman get upset about all those Yahoo boys that are allegedly hitting on you? Right. You have 300 a year, right? <laughs> right. I, she's... I really... I always liked Usman, but I thought he really did well on the tell-all. Me too. Yeah, he came across very well. I thought he was just, he kept calm, which is what Ed was saying. Mm -hmm. I think that was Ed who was like, you know, I give you a lot of credit. God, I hate this. But Ed was saying, she treats you like shit. She treats you like a goat. And that's where Lisa went off on Ed. (laughs) You're the goat. You're the goat. Shut (laughs) up. Shut up. I mean, she really goes from zero to 100. She's like an Amber Portwood yeah. on Teen Mom, <laughs> exactly. where you go from zero to machete through the door <laughs> before you can even blink. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, he was totally right. He said Lisa's like a bull in a china yeah. shop. And <laughs> Avery chimes in and says, yeah, you know, just so you know, Usman, not all American women act like her. And Lisa's like, well, that's why Ash dumped your ass. Like, okay. Oh. Ooh, sick burn, Lisa. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, my God. Then the topic of plural wives come up. And this really, if if there were any doubt in anyone's mind that Lisa was completely delusional, seeing things from a point of view that no one else on earth is, Lisa is okay if there's a second wife because of two reasons. Number one, she knows there's not going to be a second wife. (laughs) And number two, because even if there were, Usman's not going to treat her or see her as a wife because in the U.S. it's not recognized as a legal marriage. However, they'll be living in Nigeria. What? 
<laughs> and she also made the point that like the first, the second wife has to financially care for the first wife, take care of her bills, pay her how. Oh, I thought he was saying. I thought she was saying Usman had to support both of them, I and th- he can't. I think she said that she does. The the second wife does, but and also Usman. Holy shit. This was a delusion in a different way, because from all that we've seen, you would think that she would, like, completely shut this down. But oh, yeah. She was, like, totally okay with it. And, but she also seems to think that this is not going to happen when Usman was very clear that it is going to happen. And she will be my actual wife. Right. <laughs> this is not a joke. I think because in her mind, Lisa gets what Lisa wants and she'll just make sure that he doesn't do it. Just like she got her way with mommy when she approved of their marriage. If I ever hear a woman of her age say, call anybody mommy again, like I will just throw myself off a bridge. Oh, it's the worst. I hate when people refer to their mom and dad as just mom and dad to everyone. (laughs) They're not my mom and dad. They're yours. It's just weird. And if she really thinks, I'm going to go back and watch that. If she really thinks a second wife is going to do the child bearing and rearing and pay for her and Usman to live, she's basically saying she'll be our slave. I mean, really. We know she has no problem with that. Oh, God, she fucking sucks. We can't stand her. Uh, Let's see. Then, oh, then she gets asked by Sean because Sean's like, wait, wait, let's go back to this part where... Usman just said that you're going to be moving to Nigeria. And she's like, well, that's something very personal between Usman and I. Like, why? (laughs) You told us about your vaginal dryness. But talking about where you may or may not be living, that's crossing the line. Right. You were very clear about the fact that you were just going to let him hit it raw. But like her leaving the country is like private and personal information. Okay. Okay. Uh, right. And how you uh, to to go down on you? Okay. Uh, <laughs> can you even imagine what I can, that's the worst part. What goes on in there? Oh, just I feel like he he needs to be held and swaddled afterwards. <laughs> There's a lot of therapy that's going to be happening here. Yeah. Now we go to break and I just want to point out during this little commercial break interstitial thing where everyone's like getting up and getting a drink everyone's talking you know avery and darcy like oh my god lisa's delusional jesus she's fucking crazy except stephanie who goes i like lisa (laughs) (laughs) what uh my god of course all of them are like woo cuckoo she's like god she is just such a sweetheart I, i love her what a delight, that woman. Oh, my gosh. You should really hang out. I mean, God, those two are really going to make it. All right. Now, let's go to Jabella Jabal, David. Oh. Who, I mean, he doesn't think Lana's going to show up, but he'll log in and, you know, see if she's going to show up for this tell-all. And he doesn't know where Lana is, but, you know, he's guessing she's at home, but it's been six days since they've spoken. The the fact that they've gone back to the website communications is so funny to me. (laughs) Like she's truly scamming. And like the fact that also he thinks that she's not getting a cut of the money from this website is. Oh my God. Come on. 
She was staring at the clip package where they're doing the flashbacks. He's crying like a little baby. Oh my god. <laughs> He's like, this is so beautiful. Oh my god, beautiful. I wish they would have talked more about that trench coat, though. Like, not a single question. And that was the real question that needed to be asked. Like, did you get rid of the trench coat? Yeah. No one was laughing about it. We didn't get to see anyone, like, chuckling to themselves. Come on. That's where Sean could have been like, so, David, do you still have that trench coat? Exactly. See, we need somebody to ask questions. Nothing. That trench coat. Okay, someone take this idea because you're all far more clever than I am. Someone needs to have a Twitter account of the trench coat. The trench coat has its own account now. (laughs) The thing that what it has seen and felt. (laughs) This is where uh, Jedi Master Ed pipes in. He's like, listen, Ed, you're being scammed. You're on a paid site. And David freaks the fuck out on him. Oh, my gosh that what it was actually scary it 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 was laughable to me just just to see him like go from zero to like let me call your manager like i want to speak to the manager get him out of here go weaving his little finger in in the camera like (laughs) he has a rage inside him he that does it's different than lisa but he can snap i mean we saw it on the private investigator where he was like you're fired yeah and it's like well no wonder he's been single this whole time like it's not just the fact that he's an idiot who's trying to pay women but it's also that he's got this these rage issues Mm -hmm. uh let's see okay so he says that the reason she's on the dating sites it's not really to you know find men to get money from it's for friends you know she's lonely she just she can't talk in her iphone because those nails Uh, yeah, that she yeah she just misses her friends back in wherever she was from because now she's moved to Kiev. The mm-hmm. here's what really made my skin crawl is that he says he's been doing this since like the early '90s, back when he would get magazines, which is basically just mail order brides, right? Like yeah, that- literally mail order brides. I like that one. Yeah, like, oh, and that he would just look through the catalog of these women, and then if you liked them, you would invite them to a social, and then fly all the way to Ukraine if they accepted it, and then you would meet them at these, like, parties? Yeah. There's a documentary, I believe it's called Love Me, and I've hmm. watched it a couple times, and I, I think I did a bonus episode or something on it, and it follows these guys, exactly David. Like, I'm shocked David wasn't on it, and that's exactly what they do. They pick these people... They go on mail order bride tours. There's certain times of the year where all the guys on the website, it's like, ooh, it's the fall, uh, I forgot what they call it, like a uh, single session. And they fly out there and the men walk in these rooms. It's, it's like a group of like 10 to 20 American guys. And they walk in the room and it's just like 200 European, whatever, Ukrainian, Russian women. And they all know what they're there for. And the women are all over these guys. I mean, they're practically going down on men on the dance floor because they're trying to score a guy. Right. And these guys are disgusting. It, it's, I mean, it's so creepy. And more like, just like Ed, like he doesn't see how creepy he's being. No. no perception of like how he comes off. And again, that's why you've been single for your entire life. Mm-hmm. He feels entitled to women. A hundred percent. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. But listen, you see on the show she doesn't like the phone. It's not about her nails. She even showed you on the show, you guys, that she didn't like the phone. No, her face fell because she was like, oh, fuck, he's giving me a phone. This means it's not a ring. And this means he's going to want to talk to me more. Exactly. And now I'm going to have, and he's got unfettered access to me. And now I'm going to have to like, yeah. And then he said that, like, I don't think people really picked up on this. That like, oh, obviously we can't speak on the phone because she doesn't speak English. And she asked me for a computer. Oh, God. You know, she's probably got 16 laptops set up, <laughs> all these different guys going. Maybe she trades a couple in for uh, Ulta gift cards because she loves her makeup. <laughs> I mean, her Sephora Beauty Insider points must be like off. <laughs> <laughs> she's at like Sapphire level or whatever it is. <laughs> then we get a blast from the past, Caesar calling in. Wow. And Caesar. He's got a real Larry quality about him, if you remember Larry, where there's just this mm-hmm. Michael Scott childlike innocence to him. Caesar came <laughs> decked out in a bright yellow v-neck <laughs> and a blazer. <laughs> he thought he was calling it, Skyping in as like the celebrity. Like we have a special visitor. Hey guys, remember me? It's Caesar. <laughs> All smiles. And he's saying that, you know, yeah, Alana, he's on his sites and it's crazy because he's been on these sites too. And then, in a real twist, Sean asks if David knows Caesar's Maria from the sites. And David says, yes, five years ago, they talked for about 30 minutes, but she was a little more high maintenance than I like. So uh, I ended it. I can Whoa. imagine. Like, he, I, I would love to see that conversation. I would love oh, to see God. it. What do you think he asked her? What do you what do you think the first question that he asked Maria? Uh, probably, oh god, I can't even imagine. Like, how tall are you? Like, are you a natural blonde everywhere? You know. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, like, uh, do you like massages? Yeah. <laughs> um, or do do you like sports cars? Just so he could send that old photo from nineteen eighty nine you're a very pretty girl like yeah have you ever heard of astroglide i give great massages just horrific stuff i'm sure and she was probably like you're gonna have to pay me way more to have any sort of conversation and that's why he thought she was high maintenance yeah 
Have you heard of Camping World? I like to go shopping for RVs there. RVs there on the weekend. Ew. Oh my gosh. How do you Gross. feel about a 1992 Corvette? Does that do anything for you? Uh, Want to go shopping for some... Uh, let's say that silicon hairspray. <laughs> he definitely uses that shiny spray. It's disgusting. He's God. He's so gross, and I can't feel bad for him anymore. Yeah. Are you? Do he's you a creep. Have, like creams and and lotions from Victoria's Secret because I've got a whole stash of them. <sighs> he absolutely lathers himself in like a um. It's some sort of like a moonlit path scent from Bath and Body Works. And then he wears like a woman's wig and puts on like nylons or something. Where if that's your thing, fine. Yeah. But I just feel like he wants to do more than just massage with those lotions. I truly would not be shocked if he was like a pantyhose and, and heels kind of kind of man. You know what he really should invest in? And I don't know if I said this before, but if I haven't, I need to get this off my chest. He is the perfect candidate for a sex doll. I have, I don't know if you said it, but I was thinking, I've been thinking about it. Maybe in my head, but he, yeah. Spend the money, get girlfriends if you want. That's a good $10,000. You know, you can have a, a woman from every city in Ukraine if you want. A blonde, a brunette. A redhead, you know? Yeah. (laughs) She could have one hole. She could have three. I mean, the sky's the limit. Apparently, you can pull the tongues out. Those are... Really? That's a thing. Yeah, there's silicone tongue in there. You can do what you need to do. You can pull it out for easy cleaning. I've seen the documentaries. I saw one documentary. It was from one show. Had it been... I know I wasn't like watching it for pleasure. It was for something I recapped. And there was a couple somewhere in Europe and like Sweden and they made the sex dolls. And at the end, there was an update that the wife put in some sort of computer chip. It was like very uh, hashtag me too, where the sex doll can refuse and be like, not now. Oh my gosh. So maybe David should not get that kind. Right. But I just like, I think his money could go a lot further than just, you know, an iPhone that's sitting there not getting used. And some sweet 1982 gym socks and sneakers. <laughs> he can pack them right into the, the storage space in his new RV. Like, it's a perfect, <sighs> perfect transaction. All right. Now then, oh, I want to touch on Stephanie jumping in and saying, well, listen, Lana's just cold because that's how Eastern European European women are. They're just cold bitches. And that's how my mommy was because my mom was from the Czech Republic. And my mom and my dad got married because everything's going to come back to Stephanie. But she's basically rooting David on like, yeah, David, I mean, you go for it. You guys get off David's back. Let him do what he wants to do. Right. It was such a like, yeah, like validating the fact that she... She didn't like him. And it doesn't matter where she's from. Like, (laughs) it's not a cultural thing. It's a I'm not that into you thing. Yeah, there's a difference between us saying like, okay, he deserves whatever he's going to get. But we're not rooting him on being like, you know what, David, I really, I really think she does have feelings for you. She's just not showing it. Right. Or she's shy or something like we've seen plenty of women from that area on the show. And they aren't the warmest, but they still are very expressive about their intentions and their love. 
That was not yeah, she can't be that into youth hockey leagues where she's busy 360 <laughs> out of 365 days a year. Right, exactly. And she only made time to see you two days out of the eight days that you were there, if we're not including the other four times that he came. And she said the last time that she just left him at that restaurant with a bottle of champagne to himself because she didn't feel like going. That is- she's shy. <laughs> she's just shy. This is where Usman shined because that's where he jumped in. He was like, as a colleague and our friend, it's our responsibility to speak up and tell him when we see something wrong. And I was like, Usman, you are just making your way into my deep black heart. I loved it. He was he was really, really nice. And I hope he finds a beautiful woman from Kaduna, Nigeria, too. Yes. Well, I know me, too. And we end with David saying they're not together. But they're engaged to be married, but they're not together. I, I, he officially was, yeah. I mean, what is he talking about? <sighs> talking about. I, I, is he just slow? And I'm not trying to be mean saying that, but is there some sort of mental disconnect along with emotional, yeah. you know? He's chosen psychological, I think it's a psychological thing where he just like refuses to see that his future is going to be alone because he's a monster and he's like okay this is the best shot that i've had so i'm just gonna keep going with it until i'm like yolanda with you know somebody else's kids because he doesn't have any like having to stare in my face and tell me that you're an idiot right i'm gonna say we need to start I'm not going to say GoFundMe because no one should give their money to David, but yeah. a petition to drop the hint to him, go the sex doll route or dare I say a love after lockup route, write a prisoner. It, Someone it, in there for life where you know there's going to be no chance, but at least there's a guarantee. You know where they are. They Yeah. Unless they take you off the list, like you can visit them whenever. He would actually love that because he would have so much control. He exactly. He would love that. I think it's the perfect fit for him. He could take money off the books <laughs> if he's pissed off. He could keep his baby in all of the ho hos that she wants and ramen noodles, mm-hmm. and you know, get a big brother just like the dating site listening <laughs> all the time. <laughs> exactly. Oh <laughs> gosh. That's all right. Pretty- okay. Shall we dive into Nadia Fiance the other way? Let's do it. All right. Let's start with, uh, right off the bat, Yazin from Amman, Jordan, and Brittany from Palm Beach, Florida. Wow. A match made in hell, if we've ever (laughs) First impression of Yazin. You know, he's cute. Uh, Okay. I think, think, um, (laughs) you know, he's got a lot, he's, seems to be naive as to what's going to be happening here. I mean, and it's, you know, we've seen it time and time again where an American who's not practicing Islam dates somebody from a more conservative Muslim country and, you know, here go hell come. Yeah. Yeah, they think it's like being Catholic where you just go on Christmas and you're like, yeah, I'm good. God forgives, whatever, you know. It's, um, what did you think about him? Okay, I, I'm going to be totally honest. When he, okay, I enjoyed his little sassy scarf, and you guys don't come after me. Like, it, he really wore it well. 
I haven't seen it worn in that kind of a thrown over the shoulder way. I think he's terrified of Brittany because as soon as he started talking about her, his arms crossed and his body language was like, oh, God, I'm afraid. Don't touch me. I will I will definitely give you that. And I was going to be upset. Well, not upset, but I was like, oh, this is going to be a sad thing because the previews make it seem like Brittany put herself in a bad situation where she's crying in the car with a son talking about how alone she is. But then you find out Brittany's story and it just gets more stupid with every word that comes out of her mouth. (laughs) I just see I got. God, I, I hope I'm not going to get shit for this. Hopefully you guys understand. I just didn't get totally straight vibes from him. Mm, okay. I mean, that's... And I almost wonder if it's like a cultural thing. And I need to see more. Okay. I'm not like saying it's a bad thing, but maybe it is kind of like, I mean, shit, I grew up Catholic. There's a lot of like pray, pray the gay away kind of a thing. Almost like um, Armando's story. Right. Right. But maybe I just need to see more, maybe whatever. I don't know. I just got a weird vibe from him about how much he's actually into her. Yeah, I mean, maybe he does seem like he's got a, he's not fully aware of like how much. Yeah. I mean, maybe she's just like an easy ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was very surprised to see that in Jordan, you can just walk around the market and pick up dried fruits and just eat them without paying. <laughs> it's an- that stuck out to me because dried apricots are expensive. They really are. <laughs> He's just picking them up from the bulk bins, just like tasting. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. Let me try some of that. Let me try some of that. <laughs> Is that a thing you can do in other countries? I hope so. I- I'd love to find out. Yeah. Okay. So that stuck out to me because, of course, I'm staring at the food in every scene. And then we get to uh, where are we? Oh, Brittany. Okay. So we meet him. He's like, oh, very traditional. He's doing, um, you know, the call for prayer. And the couch is right on the ground. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time standing up out of my mattress every day. <laughs> Can you imagine? Huh. <sighs> So then we see Brittany, because she's quite the opposite, and she's in the middle of uh, a street in Palm Beach doing... Twerking right next to a speed bike, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's not smiling, yeah. so be a lot of reflection off of her orthodontia in the bright sunlight. Yeah. And she says she's adventurous, she's funny, she's a girly girl, she's like a Barbie, she's a seven-layer cake. <laughs> <laughs> She's a real, wow. We haven't seen anybody quite like Brittany on the show, I think. No. I think she's a mix of Nicole with just the naivete. Mm -hmm. A mix of the Chantel. I like to just show off what I have. Mm -hmm. And just, I don't know. Yeah, maybe something else we haven't seen. Wow. Uh, she's 26 and <gasps> wait, she's 26. Yeah. Oh, yeah. F- I guess she did say she's older than him. I was just thinking like 22. You would think, but I mean, she's lived about 17 lives in those 26 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, with a huge marketing and touring and modeling career she has, but that's not what she's most proud of. Is it? <laughs> no. 
her rap career, her virgin rap career. And you could tell, and I know this, but like she was rapping off key or like off <laughs> even when she was recording the video, I guess. Like not really? even thing in the right time. Oh, maybe she and River can team oh. up and they can put out an album together. I just feel like anyone, any show, any age, any race, creed, gender, when they follow the I'm this, I'm that, but what I'm really passionate about is my singing slash rapping slash dancing career. Mm-hmm. It's just that certain kind of personality that you know you're going to hate. <laughs> Exactly. You know, you're in for some trouble. Yeah, I love when people are like, I have 17 jobs. But what I really am is this like enter artist here. Like, no, you're not you maybe put some songs out on SoundCloud. But that doesn't... yeah, you've been overindulged. And mommy and daddy told you that they're so proud of you. And you're so talented. Exactly. You should do something with that up in your room alone with your keyboard. <laughs> you with whatever beats you made from like the, the stored tracks from from iTunes, yeah. Oh, it was yeah, it was pretty painful. And her eyebrows. Now I am on a journey myself. My eyebrows are far too thin. But when I draw mine in, I at least try to make them on the same height level. And hers, like her right one, was a good three centimeters on top of the other one. You know what I mean? Like higher. Yeah. She got very imaginative with her, with her drawing. <laughs> I just think, you know, a model, maybe she could consult uh, Paula and they could talk about their modeling careers in Florida. <laughs> we find out that she lives with her dad, Gregory. She's a daddy's girl, which is another phrase. I hate that girl say I'm a daddy's girl. And she dated a guy when she was 17 but now she dates guys who are older and they're more subtle. Like, you know, they're like 40 and above open shirt with chest hair spilling out. Oh my gosh. And the Sugar oldest, out. Oh my God, the oldest she's dated. She was like, I don't know, like 82, 83, maybe 84, 85. <laughs> just kept getting older and older. And wow. 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 I just love seeing like all the pictures of the men with their faces blurred out. And yeah, it was a lot of like Palm beach, sunburn and chest hair happening and you you know we all know where this is going we so all this is like a Farrah abraham escort kind of thing yeah yeah i mean i mean uh marketing modeling right. influencer <laughs> exactly marketing of yourself <laughs> and modeling pictures that would not be suitable for work sure but uh, things are different with Yazin, right? Because he's younger and he lives in Jordan. He's working with his dad at a fish market store. He got his degree in like, what she say, like architecture or something? Engineering? Oh, I think we have to go back because she's... Oh, yes. She mentioned how her braces were like an asset to all those older men. And how she... Whoa, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. They love my braces. It Like, like it was... I literally just over. gagged. <laughs> Uh, so she's pretty much saying these guys have like a tween uh, fetish or something. Yeah, like they look, I look oh. young, but I'm legal and they like that. I'm so glad I missed that because I, <laughs> oh, I don't even know if I would have been able to continue watching that. First of all, I'm shocked that anyone on reality TV has actually acknowledged when they have braces. So 
I guess I'll give her credit for that, but the reasoning? Mm. Ew. Yeah, super creepy. That's very Epstein-esque. <laughs> and she's, you know, not too far from where he used to live, so something to think about. She's so stupid. She's probably, like, wondering where he's been. Like, I haven't heard from Jeffrey in a while. It's so weird. Oh, my gosh. I guess I'll start dating some guy named Yazan and Jordan. Right. I haven't heard from him in a while. <laughs> so my first question is, if Yazan has this great degree, why is he working at a fish market store? Like, does he really have the degree? Is this going to be a, I didn't tell her this, but I really didn't go to college? Or is it just an innocent, like, I work for the family business? Yeah, I, I'm very curious about, like, what his level of employment is. But, I mean, yeah, and it seemed like she was going to be paying for the apartment that they were living in because he said that his parents wouldn't allow them to live together. But yet he paid for her to fly over there the first time. That's true. He did. Or is that a lie that she told everyone because... You know what I mean? Like, sometimes girls will do that because they don't want it to come across like they're the one footing the bill for everything. Right. Uh, I, I oh, That's a great question. Like Vicki Gumbleson when she had sent herself flowers from Brooks. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> On vacation. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yikes. But she's super, super in love with him. And they met when she visited Chicago and she was, like, Skyping with her sister. And, her sister, and they just made eye contact and it was like, Whoa. We're so attracted to each other. <laughs> 26. That's why it's blowing my mind. She's 26 and she's talking like this. So she tells her dad over a meal that she's just hacked into with a knife. Her knife skills need some work. She was like sawing with them. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to make potatoes. And there was like 17 of them. Like there's two of you. Like the whole sack of them? Or, I mean, what's happening here? Yeah, like, I could eat that many potatoes, but I also have a place to store them on my body. <laughs> so uh, she tells her dad, and she's got this permanent smile on her face, and he's got the exact same thing. So that kind of tells you how they deal emotionally with things. And she's like, so I am going on a trip in a couple of days. She doesn't close her mouth at any time. And so I might stay there forever. And he's like, oh, you didn't want to tell me this earlier, <laughs> you. Yeah, like giggling, like, oh, yeah, like, oh, you, you're so just, like, incorrigible. Like, what am I going to do with Yeah. You? Like, what? It was very, very weird. Like, their way of managing their emotions is, I mean, you. no wonder. No wonder. Right? <laughs> you would expect someone like Avery's mom to be like, the hell you're not. Do you know where you're going? Yeah. No concern whatsoever. It's like, I'm a little bit concerned. That you don't know what you're getting into. Like, you might need to bring the hammer down a little bit harder right. here. Right. Well, Brittany uh, is very nervous. So she's going to FaceTime Yazin. And by FaceTime, I mean boob time. Because <laughs> if anyone else noticed, her, you know, you can like see your face on a FaceTime. It was just her boobs. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, I miss you so much. I want to see you. How Islam life so beautiful as he's staring right at her boobs. I mean, she's probably used to that. That's probably, you know, yeah. I don't know. She's like, yeah, it. let's like talk about that later or anything. Let's talk about something else. Oh my God, your beard is like so cute. <laughs> that was so weird. Like, just be like, I don't like to talk about his religion. And when he brings up the fact that he wants me to convert. So I just stick to flirting with him like okay this is definitely going to come back to haunt you ma'am yeah. like... 
Yeah. Well, I don't want to talk about like your mom and your dad and like, you know, customs, way of life, laws, regulations, all that kind of stuff. Cause that's like boring. <laughs> oh my God. So they can't live together, uh, but he's just going to have to figure out a way that they can. So they should get married as soon as possible, as soon as she gets there. But you know, she doesn't want to do that for a couple reasons. She wants to get a note on him, but also, well, there's something that Yazin doesn't know. Kind of a huge thing. Kind uh, of. Yeah. Something, but you know, she forgot about it, as everyone would, I right? I not believe she said that she forgot that she was married. What? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not like, oh, I forgot where I put my keys down. I forgot what I was going to make for dinner tonight. I forgot that I was and am emotionally and legally bonded with one another person. Especially when she said that their relationship was basically abusive. Like, wouldn't you carry the fact that you were still married to this man with you? Like, what's happening here? Yeah, and I think we need to rewind the timeline because... Okay, so she's still married to this ex. Yes. She married him in 2015 when she was 17 or 18, she said. Mm-hmm. So is the math right on that? I was... 2015 was five years ago. She says she's 26. Or maybe she was with him since she was 17, 18. Yeah, I was confused yeah. about what, what that exactly, what was happening there. But yeah, he's... America, like he had lived in America his whole life, right? But he's from Haiti, and so then he got right. deported after three months after they got married, and she just forgot. <laughs> I just forgot that, that was a quote. I just forgot about it. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's gonna be a real I mean, treat this season. I can tell. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I just I just forgot. I just totally forgot I was married. <laughs> It like it was so Jesus. astonishing. I'm like, am I married? And I'm just like living out here like a single woman. Like maybe I need yeah. to take stock of what's going on in my life. Did I? I mean, what else has she just let slip through the through her fingers? I mean, does she get like Alzheimer's through osmosis from that 83 year old that she dated? Like, what's happening here? I, I'm very. Does she, she get out of the car and forget to put it in park, and she just walked away from it one day, and she still doesn't remember anything about it. Uh, yeah, just how many Jesus. cars did she crashed because she just left it in park. How? I mean, at what point is she getting those braces off? How long have they been on? Did you forget that you have <gasps> braces? I bet you're. She probably has had them on since she was 13, and she's just <laughs> forgotten to go to her follow-up appointments. I don't. They're hanging on by like their last two brackets. <laughs> She's probably made a lot of money off of them, though, so maybe just keep them for a while. Why wouldn't you do Invisaligns at that point? You would, I've never... I mean, I'm being a real bitch about this, but <laughs> really. If you're on a modeling career... Right. This is like mm, fetish modeling, I think, that's going on. Yeah, that's so disgusting. Gross. Oh, Lord. I need to know yeah, what the rap is, by the way. I need to know if there's some sort of orthodontia porn... Do you think there is? Oh, there's a like girls leaning Absolutely. back in an orthodontist chair. Yeah, pigtails. You know, like even like the pepper. mouth molds. Yeah, like bubble gum or peppermint. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! Yeah. Anyhow, somebody's gonna find her and don't show it. She... To <laughs> yeah, please. You know, God, please don't. 
um, let's see. Oh, fast forward to the best divorce attorney ever. I loved this lady. Uh, I mean, a voice of reason if we if she ever needed one, because it seems like she hasn't. Yeah, and it just kind of came up out of the blue, too, when she was talking. She's like, yeah, so, like, maybe moving there, moving here. And then, I mean, well, to be honest, I just, like, totally forgot this guy. You know, like, we were married. So, God, let me think. How long were we married for? Oh, I don't know, like, three, four, I don't know, five months, something like that. <laughs> I don't even really, like, know where he is. I, I don't think I remember his name. Like, maybe. <laughs> unbelievable like thank god for that lawyer like uh i mean like she could be in prison she could be in jail for bigamy <laughs> the lady who said, like you really maybe need to think about like being honest with him because if his parents expect you guys to get married within days of you moving to jordan and oh, it's gonna be like 10 months maybe until you can actually get married like you probably should tell him before you leave and she's like you think like yeah yeah, yeah. i do <laughs> like you might need a ride to the airport or something and if they're you know throwing stones at you because you're a married woman trying to sleep with their son in a different country you know God. you square some of those things away first all right ariella and Okay, I looked up his name because she said it very quickly and they never showed him yet. It's Biniyam. Okay, I was wondering, because I couldn't understand what she was saying, because they call yeah, her, she calls him, she calls him Baby. He goes by Baby. I really don't want to have to call him Baby. Don't Do you? I, <laughs> I really don't. Like, everywhere, I could be like, so Ariel and Baby were, uh, <laughs> just feels wrong. <laughs> Especially when she's with child. Spoiler. Yeah. Oh, God. Are we going to have to call him daddy? Right. <laughs> Even worse. Oh, my God. Now, I have a very difficult time believing that Ariella is 28. She, she lived a life, and it, and it shows on her face. We, we can say that. Yeah, and her talking heads when she has no eyeliner or mascara on, <laughs> it's, oh, like she could blend in with the sidewalk someone should have told her like let's put some blush on right. put a little color on your face she's very like washed out yeah i just think she looks a lot older than 28 and i'm wondering what this timeline is she she does and you can tell that she is like a another daddy's girl but like in yes. she is obviously like just tra trampsing around the world mm -hmm. on her cardiac a little princess yeah she's from new jersey she went to Argentina. She fell in love and refused to leave. <laughs> so Another guy that I could not catch his name. I kept going back. I'm like, Neandro? Neander? Neander? What? Landro or Leandro or something. Landro. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Just going off to a different country on your parents' dime. I mean, number one, that would be like a, a would never happen. And then to be like, I'm not coming home. And she was like 17. Right. And just like, I'm going to live there. I lived there for, she lived there for two years. But she immediately got married. That was 10 years ago. But they've been separated for three years. Is that right? Yeah. Which is why that timeline does not make sense. Yeah. Because that's 13 years. But yet she's 28. Well, and she said she went she, there when she was 17. Maybe like seven years into the marriage, they got separated and they've just been separated. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Still, that's a quick turnaround. It is. 
And she is quite the uh, outgoing lady, which I would not expect looking at her and hearing from her. Yeah. Because she said she just like flitted off to Ethiopia one day and yelled across the street, hey, don't I know you from somewhere? Like she's got some game. I could never do that. She really. And she's like, and it worked. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't believe that it worked for her. Like, wow. I mean, maybe I need to be over ballsy because she seems like the kind of girl who like never leaves her hometown. Yeah. Never like, you know, like her mom still packs her lunch for her. Like she's got a very homely vibe to her, which I know is not a term, but you know, I call them like a CM. No, you're absolutely right. She eats dinner every night with her parents. Yes. She's absolutely Courtney, like Courtney from Courtney and uh, yes, oh, absolutely. Oh, you nailed it. Her mom definitely makes her lunches, like you said, but she wraps the sandwiches in wax paper, <laughs> real old school. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so she's met, uh, I'm not calling him baby, I will not do it. Binium, <laughs> he's a dancer, a choreographer. I read an article and I, First of all, have you read any, anything about him? No. Okay, I'll fill you in after we go through this, and it's going to be, you're going to look at things totally differently. I also found out he's an MMA fighter. So he's, like, all over the place. Yeah, I saw that clip where he was, like, punching, uh, like, one of those punching bags, and then did, like, an aerial flip out of Oh, his right. <laughs> yeah, a little backflip. Because when you get in a street fight, you know what comes in handy. A little backflip. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, She told him that she couldn't see him anymore. And that was when they were dating for three months. And then she was like, oopsies, there's a baby in me. Wow. So now she's six months pregnant with a boy. And she flew home from Ethiopia because she needs to get prenatal care. And she's decided to take this prenatal yoga class oh my gosh oh the flashbacks of well i never took a prenatal yoga class but just anything prenatal with all these women in there no offense but most pregnant women i've been there four times are so fucking annoying especially first timers i'm sorry you guys but it's just true because that's all everyone wants to do is talk about their baby and their pregnancy and everyone thinks that they have the most unique story and the most unique pregnancy ever so of course Ariel has just got to, you know, steal everyone's thunder and tell everyone that her birthing story is going to be a little different because she's giving birth in Ethiopia. Everybody was horrified. That <laughs> Japanese woman killed me. She was yes. funny. She was like, you know, um, I moved from my home country because they also don't give epidurals in Ethiopia. She's like, um... You know, like, but that's very adventurous of you to move to Ethiopia and, like, just do that, you know? Like, that's fun. No <laughs> She's like, I wouldn't do that. And then she goes, ah, and starts laughing. <laughs> and in this in this uh, safe womb of yoga, right, they're all like, oh, namaste. They're all, like, sitting in their little poses. Yeah. And all the women were like, oh, shit. Like... <laughs> It just sucked all of the chill out of the room. They're all like, damn, what the fuck? But can you imagine being the woman to follow that after her truth bomb right there? To be like, "Uh, I'm actually going to go to uh, County General. And I already have my C-section scheduled. And yeah, all set to go. 
<laughs> now that we go to uh, her OBGYN, and I'm concerned about the doctor himself. Me too. Thank you. I wondered, you know, if, um, does he have his full faculties? Because he seemed a little twitchy. Like, I, I don't know if I want him reaching in when he's shaking. And the chest hair <laughs> spilling out of the shirt. I hope he's not a sur- He's not a surgeon, right? Let's hope not, because... Nope. Well, he would do a C-section. <laughs> I mean, I don't want a man with exposed chest hair being down in the space of women's, you know, um, baby. <laughs> I was just going to say baby hole, but that's like worse. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's down there in multiple women's legs every single day doing a legitimate thing. But I don't want essence of those women that have rubbed off on his chest hair then coming near me and mine (laughs) (laughs) like it seems like there could be some sort of a cross-contamination thing it it doesn't seem sanitary you're right thank you that's what i was trying to get at but in a much more disgusting way So Dr. Hoffman has also been another gross reason to go to him. He's been a good friend of the family for 30 years. So what better uh, uncle of sorts Mm. than to be doing your regular checkups and looking at your vagina? No, thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) I don't want to be greeting someone between my legs who I've greeted at the Easter dinner table every year, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Just doesn't go. So she sits down with a doctor and she's there with her mom. And I don't really like the whole mommy daughter thing. Like she's a little too old to be doing that kind of thing. Yeah. And her mom's too. And like, I get that she's a nurse, but like she's going to Ethiopia with her and is like, if I don't like it, I'm going to make you come back to America. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. But it, it just seems like a little too close to mommy, like to be unsmothered. You know, exactly. (laughs) So she's going to go to Ethiopia. The doctor's like, well, they may have the level facilities for NICU or whatnot, but they may not have the medications. So I really think you should give birth here. But if you're insistent on it, go ahead and uh, go check it out and then come and let me know. So she'll have two or three weeks to figure it out once she gets there. Right. Okay. Short term. Little update uh, with this Binyam guy sarcasm did some deep diving and Binyam has been married before like very recently he married an another another american chick who is in ethiopia and they have a son together oh because she yeah, did he, say that like oh there are issues with him coming to america yes. and i just figured it was like a trump thing no so listen to this and i think i found it and i think i might have tweeted it this morning if i didn't just go look at sarcasm he was dating this chick okay they got married in ethiopia she's pregnant and then when she came here for a prenatal checkup her doctor found out that the baby had some sort of condition where the intestines grow outside the baby's body so she was going to have to give birth here so he could not get a visa from ethiopia to come to the states so her family this is she's from iowa and this is so iowa iowa republican she had some connections to the congressman or something and they put some sort of congressional order or request in to get him a visa and that was denied so they went the next higher level up and got some sort of uh international 
health amnesty visa in order for him to come here and be here for the birth. And it was like written up in newspapers and all this kind of stuff. Oh, wow. And that was in like 2016, fairly recently. Oh, wow. So they, I guess, have been divorced, but he's got a young son who's like four, three, four. Oh, wow. And I don't know if they're going to be talking about that at all on the show. I hope so. But you know how TLC can be. Yeah, I just think it's kind of weird. I mean, that's very similar stories back to back. Yeah, very, two very privileged women. Yeah. Oh, and they both managed his MMA career. Ariel, you know, (laughs) managing her dad's office part time makes her the perfect candidate for an MMA manager. Wow. I, wow. Thank you for telling me that. (laughs) Sorry. No, I'm sure. Okay. I'm truly sure. All right. Jenny and Samet. Uh, (laughs) I know exactly. I know (laughs) Jenny, Jenny. I mean, if, if Brittany was an idiot and Danielle of Danielle Muhammad is an idiot, like at least Danielle could keep a job, you know? Right. And the fact that Jenny's sleeping on her daughter's couch, she's going to boot camp with the other one, not keeping in with a punch and beat, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> she she was like two steps slower and I was like okay maybe she's modifying the exercise but come on Jenny it's the fact that she's not even questioning any paperwork what can I see she was there she had a traumatic event and the fact that she's like well I'll trust him this time I'll uh, move back truly like god bless Jen and Christina for like putting up with her but thank them for like putting their foot down and being like okay if he fucks up again because clearly you're just like going over there on a wing and a prayer that he's like telling you the truth Mm -hmm. if like you can't come back to this leather couch just so you know right and his own friends Samit's own friends are kind of hating on him but for a good reason (laughs) they are completely against it And he got snippy with them. (laughs) Didn't he? He got a little sassy. You're right. He's like, excuse me, I'm still talking. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, we're just wanting you to, you know, not get disowned. And you're still married. And you're bankrupting your parents, basically. Right. And, And I like them for, like, asking the questions of, like, okay, if they don't approve of your relationship with Jenny, how, why are they also financially helping you? get out of the situation because the father-in-law said that he spent $20,000 during their marriage and right. now he submit owns owes that back to them. I mean, it's because it's, he hasn't told his parents that he's getting back with Jenny. He's just going to take their money, lie to them, lie to Jenny. Right. And I, <sighs> he was mentioning like payments to her. And I wonder if he has been honest with her about what those payments were. Right. Yeah, who knows? It might be 20 grand and then a monthly thing after that. Right. Do you think he really loves Jenny? I think he does, but I think he just has a problem with lying. He's just a liar. Yeah. Because this is like a lot of work if you're not in love with her. This is a lot of work. That's true. That is true. And I want to like her. I think she's a sweet person. But you got to get your shit together. It scares me that she went to go apply for that social security early. Cause that is a massive penalty. Matt, like 30%, right? Like 
That's huge. Why didn't she like just get a part-time job? Like, why can't she work at Starbucks? Right? Right. Like, or a seasonal something. Something like Michael's. She seems like a Michael's kind of lady. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> or she's kind of, well, I was going to say, I don't know about Ulta. A Kohl's. Oh, yes. She'd be perfect for a Kohl's. She would be, like, she's suited to be, like, folding a Kathy Ireland towel. Yes. Make Maybe spice things up, get a discount for a Daisy Fuentes blouse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. An apartment nine. She, <laughs> she, she's confounding to me that she is, like, blowing her whole life blowing all of her finances just come what may like oh i can't believe i'm starting over it's almost 62 like yeah we can't either jenny we can't either well and she's like well this isn't something that i want to do it's just something i have to do i was like no you really don't have to you can wait until he's all done doing his payments or whatever and he's moved out and has a job and then you go make a little bit more more money Right. And even if you work for another year, get some more money out of it. It's so <laughs> foolish for her to cash that out. Idiot. A complete idiot. I don't think it's going to end well. Uh, she's going to get there and he's going to still be married or still be going through the process and she'll be back. I would be surprised if he even, if this whole like we've mutually decided to get divorced thing is even real. <gasps> Really? I I mean, we can't trust him at this point. <laughs> so, I. So, do you think like he's still with the wife? I or that the wife. I don't. I wanted it, or he didn't. Yeah, there's something more to like. I feel like he's. There's something going. I don't. Something is in the milk is not clean there. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. I'm just thinking about him and his little crooked tooth smile. he really fooled me that first season i gotta say (laughs) all right let's move on to truly and i'm crossing my fingers my legs my uh fallopian tubes everything that this couple is the real deal and they make it Mm -hmm. kenneth and armando and let's just say off the top that like we know that kenneth is a, a unproblematic American because he's 57 and he looks significantly younger than basically any other white person that we've seen on this show. For real. I could not believe he was 57. No. Uh, Great. I would say 30s, maybe early 40s if I were looking at him. He definitely maybe. was 40s. Like, I was shocked at how old he is. 57. Great. We, we need to find out what his skin regiment is because whatever he's been living under that hot florida sun for yeah. 30 plus years like what did right florida <laughs> florida of all places oh i love him all right so here we are we have kenneth and armando uh he's making the world's largest burgers those things were <laughs> massive really he's flipping were. them away uh he's a pro- property manager and a father and here we go Son Bryson, I don't approve of the spelling, but lovely. Uh, and triplet daughters, wow. triplets, Taylor, Cassidy, and Madison. And he's a grandpa. 
He has a grandson, for Christ's sake. Oh my gosh, what a, I mean, wow. And Madison and the son, or the, her son, Chase, is that his name? Something like uh, that. Cooper. Cooper, yeah. I knew it was something. Um, same, basically the same name. <laughs> they, it really is. It's like Caden, <laughs> Cooper, Chase, all the same. Exactly. <laughs> so they still live with him. He was from Ohio, is that what he said? Yeah. He moved out to Florida when he was 19, because, and then that's when he knew that he was gay. He came out. Uh, I just love the story of him, like, writing that eight-page letter to his parents, being so nervous. Yes. And the first thing his mom says is, like, don't worry about it. Uh, I was bawling. Beautiful. Bawling. What a beautiful story. You know, such such a different story than Armando's. And uh, I love that he always wanted to be a father. So his friend offered to be his surrogate and they had to pretend to be married, which is horrifying. Yeah. And just like the whole layers of it being like the late 80s, early 90s and like the whole AIDS crisis and being like, you know, there was no way that I was going to be able to have children on my own. IVF was crazy expensive, especially for the time. And the fact that she would do that for him. But I also wonder, like, if she's involved in their lives, because if they got married and there were two sets of children. Oh, I think they just pretended. I think when they went to the IVF clinic, I think they just said they're married. You don't think they ever lived together? I don't know. I mean... Each sir, so I don't know if you know this, but I was a surrogate for two gay couples, uh-huh. and obviously in a very different time than the '80s in Florida. Right. But it's um, I don't think they ever asked. And again, it could just be this point in time, if the couples were married or not or anything. But all the surrogates I know, of course, is a totally different time period. Your relationship before, during, and after is so different. It's just person a person but I would have to imagine if they were friends before and she offered to do this not once but twice I would think they would still be close maybe not like a mother figure but close family friend I would hope so yeah I just wondered if he like she was completely like I'm not taking care of these children but I'm gonna do this for you I just wonder like what her involvement is well and I would think at that time she was probably it was probably a traditional surrogacy, so it would probably be her eggs. So I didn't have that. I, my Both my couples, they used donor eggs, so it was their embryos. Mm-hmm. So I never like felt like, oh, these are like my babies because they're not biological. Right. But I, I could never do like a traditional surrogacy because it would be like your children, but maybe that's that was their thing. Yeah. Just like, uh, oh my gosh. Melissa uh, Etheridge. Remember her kids were David Crosby's? <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't uh, a part of their lives, I think, as a father. Yeah. I I, I would just want to know more about that. Because it Me seems too. like they are pretty reliant on him, but that could just be yeah. editing. They all seem so sweet. God, can you imagine a single parent, dad, mother, whatever, of four kids, three of them triplets? Oh, I can't imagine. What a handful. And he seems like just like it came perfectly naturally to him. Like this is always what he wanted. He made it happen. They all seem happy and well adjusted. Like, I just love him. 
I know. I love him too. He's just one of those people. You just, you just love his face. He just talks yeah. and you're like, oh, you're the best. And then we meet Armando, who I don't know if I want to be his friend or if I want him to be my son, but I just want to hold him. <laughs> I just want to, yeah, just look right into his eyes and tell him everything that is going to be okay. Yes. Take him into my bosom and just rock him. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> I know it sounds creepy, but like he just needs love. And yeah, I, oh, I just felt for him so, so much. Like... That poor kid. Oh, my God. He's been through a lot for being only 31 years old. Well, and I love that they met on a page for, like, single gay dads. Yeah. They just hit it right off. And his daughter, holy crap. What a cutie. That little Hannah is so adorable. Ugh. Like, she could be on, it sounds really shallow, but she could be on a sitcom or something. She's adorable. <laughs> She's the most perfect, symmetrical, beautiful little face. Yeah, she has, like, an ABC family. <gasps> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She could be a cast member on, uh, what's that show? Modern Family. Yeah. <laughs> she just move right in. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, although I don't think that's on anymore, but I don't watch that because Sofia Vergara drives me freaking insane. Moving uh Oh, okay. So Kenneth is going to sell his home so he can take the proceeds from the purple realtor of the year. My God, Sabine. What an icon. <laughs> Was that her name, Sabine? Yes. <laughs> she is such a Sabine. That is so perfect. Oh my gosh. She, Sabine. yeah. What a, oh, what a treat that lady was. Like she looked like somebody from Candyland, like one of the, one of the people <gasps> from Candyland. Yes. Or the one lady on Guess Who? It's like the one old lady on the Guess Who board. Not that she's old, but it really just stands out like, oh, you know, her, Fern, or whatever her name is. Sabine. Oh my gosh. You're totally right. (laughs) He's going to take all the money and he's going to move to Mexico. And uh, although Sabine was kind of a hater here, a little bit. Yeah. She's like, you know that they're all going to hate you there. (laughs) They're not as progressive. They're not going to accept you there. You sure? You sure? Yeah. I gotta say I did not appreciate all the guilt that Madison was laying on Kenneth about moving and like how little Cortland or whatever his name is like (laughs) (laughs) change it up every time (laughs) I I didn't like that but I understood but like don't make that poor man cry he's gone through enough yeah let him live his life it's his moment you have your son 
He raised you. It's his time now. Exactly. It's what I'm going to tell my kids when they turn 12. It's mommy's time now. <laughs> you have an iPad. That's all you need to raise yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so then we go back down to Mexico. We meet Armando at his doggy daycare and grooming store. Cutie. Could it be any more cute? Ugh, crap. And yeah, he learned English by watching TV, going to school, and he seems very loving with that little dog that he was grooming their nails. I wish I could do that. Yeah. And then we find out about his ex-wife. Oh my. <sighs> TLC was killing me here. Ugh. Balling. See, I Balling thought it be because Kenneth said like, oh, he can't move to America because of his daughter. I thought, oh, because of the mother. And then we find out that it's not because of the mother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not laughing, sir. I'm not laughing because it's funny. It was just funny how you said that. Awful. <laughs> it was really sad. Yeah, so he told his wife, he just woke up one day and was like, okay, listen, I got to tell you, I'm gay. And then his wife called his mom in the next day, yeah. which, ouch. But I understand it. I mean, emotions are going to be high when your husband drops that bomb on you. Yeah. And she outed him to his mom and his mom was horrified. And he says, I was pushed back into the closet and we haven't touched it since then. Oh. Horrifying. So they separated. And then two to two or three months after they got a divorce, his ex-wife died in a car accident, just instantly died off the road. And he starts crying like she's my best friend and I miss her. And oh, my God, Armando. <sighs> thing. I could not like what a tragedy. Just one thing after another. Yeah, really. And, yeah, now that he's been, you know, taking care of his Hannah, sweet little Hannah, you know, living in the closet, even though it's, like, they're so, like, the pet store is right off the property, and he lives behind it. And so they're, like, truly enmeshed in each other's lives in, like, a oh. very close proximity way. Yeah, they're all eating lunch together. Ugh. His mom is gorgeous, by the way. Beautiful. And the yeah. fact that he said, like, that he told them the reason why they're filming is because they just are, like, documenting life in Mexico. Ugh. It was so cute. So he's afraid to tell them not only, hey, mom and dad, I'm gay, but also not only am I gay, but I'm pretty much engaged to this man I'm going to marry. And I'm moving away. And I'm taking my daughter with me. <laughs> Quadruple whammy here. And then we have a little Guantanamera played on La Guitarra, which I love that freaking song. Every time I hear it, it makes me wish that I had, like, Latin dance moves in me, but I can't dance, so there's that. And uh, Armando makes his way to his sister Deborah's candy stand slash ice cream store. I think so. He's got willpower. That's all I'll say, because he's like, I'm in the mood for something sweet, and she gave him ass, ass Swedish fish. I'm going to need more than just one. Right. <laughs> it's like, I just needed something sweet while I watched a movie. Like, okay, where's the rest of it? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll be like, okay, so that's what you're keeping to like reorder. And then you're giving me the jar, right? Because I, right. Uh, <laughs> so he says that he wants to talk to her about something that they talked about a long time ago. You know, that little thing that I'm gay. When I told you the first time, you said some horrible things that were not kind to me. Like, I have the devil in me. Wow. And then Armando says that he ran and ran into the desert and he was just hoping that he would die, that something would sting him or bite him and 
he would just be dead, which is horrifying. And I hate that we are even in this place oh, where it's not okay to be yourself. And I'm talking about the whole grand scheme of things. Yeah. Jesus. How so this continue to live there this whole time is like I can't this right? that it must have taken day to day torture. Oh, because not only are you keeping it a secret or keeping it to yourself, you're not being able to be your true self. But the horrible things that the people who love you have said to you and are now just living day to day as if they never said it. Yeah, like what was the next day like? You you just all eat lunch together like nothing happened. Yeah, you have the devil in you. How, how do you come back from that? I don't know. Right. Well, I was nervous what the sister was going to say here because she was pretty emotionless. Yeah. I mean, I almost understood what she was saying. Like, I felt like when he told me that, like, he was deceptive in the sense that, like, you were married and you have this kid and now all of a sudden you're telling me you're gay. Like, I, right. I, I don't get it, but, like, I get it. But to say yeah, you like have a you... in you is a very different thing. <laughs> Right. But I feel like even if you, okay, and I'm saying this as just coming from a different culture and probably exposed to a lot more things and different communities where it's okay to be open and out. Obviously, that is not how their family was raised. You know, the fact that she was saying you were deceiving us because you showed us something else so like, you should stick with that. That's your fault that you lied to us. Right. And it's your fault that you're gay. It's almost like lose-lose for him. Right. Yeah, he cannot win for losing. So you're not going to forgive me because I said I was something else, but he probably didn't even know what he was. It, exactly. I mean, what are you supposed to be, like, five years old? Like, hey, I'm gay. Right. I mean, if you if you do and you can, great, but it's not his responsibility to make things comfortable for you exactly and it's like you need to have some understanding as to why he did this like it's very obvious because of your reaction that he felt like he had no other choice than to get married well and i always say this too i'd be like hey deborah when did you tell me that you were uh heterosexual right exactly When, when did you tell me you were straight exactly it just makes no sense. But again, I mean, we're coming from a different place with this. But in the end, uh, she says that she's going to miss him because he's the second father to her kids. And she's like a mom to Hannah, which I can completely understand. And that would be heartbreaking to see them go off and move somewhere. I hope, God, I hope it goes okay with his parents. Oh, me too. And you know, if it hard. doesn't, he's got us. Exactly. He has our bosoms that he can just come in and we can embrace him and hold him and, you know, give him the love and comforting that he needs. Yeah, I, I really hope the best for them. I hope everything works out. I saw the clip where they were oh. having to flush, use creative ways to flush the toilet. And I'm nervous about that, but. <gasps> oh my God. I totally forgot about that. Was them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> But, you know, I want them to get married and, and just live, like, a, a fantastic life. A toilet can't break a relationship like that, can it? <laughs> I mean, I'm shallow enough where it probably would, but... <laughs> it would... I, Kenneth is a much better person than I am. <laughs> I'd be booking the first flight out, but you know what? Yeah, you're right. Kenneth is a saint. 
Oh, I really hope that we need one couple that not just makes it like a Russ and Paula. We need one couple that makes it and we adore them and love them. Yeah, we we need that. We need hope at this time. And Kenneth and Armando, whether they like it or not, they're going to be the ones who give it to us. It's certainly not going to be Jihoon and Devin. That's for sure. Oh, that's right. They're coming up. And wait, who else is the other couple that we haven't seen? Um, There's a woman from Colombia and a man. That's right. Who looked like they should not be together at all. At all. In any sense of the word. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of hoping for uh, just a very quick update, only because I missed the quarantine episode, maybe you can fill me in, on Corey and Evelyn. Oh, no, I didn't watch that either. I just know that he hinted to, like, having spoken to some other woman, and I I, I just want Corey. I heard that he has an OnlyFans now. So. Wait, is that like a, that's like the porn thing, right? Where you yeah. post pictures? Mm-hmm. Corey? Vic- Not Evelyn, Corey, the man. Corey, yep. Uh, yeah, he's too <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. sheltered. He's too homeschool in the forest to be doing that. It's, he has no sexual energy to him whatsoever. I was just going to say, that would be like me, where I'd be like, I'm wearing my full coverage 18-hour bra today. <laughs> you might see the strap under my Old Navy tank top if you look real closely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he does not bring any sort of uh, come hither to no, him. Not at all. Wow. All right. Well, thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you for having uh, yours. Yeah. And um, hopefully we could do this again. This was a real treat. I feel much lighter now. Oh, me too. We got a lot off our chest. <laughs> we really did. Especially with the Lisa stuff. I feel a lot lighter with that. Oh, God, please. I'm so happy. All right. And... Uh, yeah, so, oh, and check out uh, your Patreon, and then I'll give mine, too, because you and I both have some good stuff on our Patreons. Yeah, you can find mine at patreon.com slash ebbmpodcast. And you are talking about Bethany ever after. No, Bethany's having a, Bethany having a baby? Getting married. Getting married. Oh, that's right, because she's just interviewing uh, the, the interns. Yeah. Which... Okay, I, I swear to God, I'm going to wrap this up, but your story, how you ran into Max. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> not only did you run into Max, but you've seen Big Ed stickers. I mean, really, you are just like, <laughs> get Kara a show, the things you've seen. I mean, you, you would be shocked. Wow. Um, yeah. What? Yeah. So, to everybody, the link for yours. Oh, I am patreon.com slash pod, And I just have a little bit of everything there, shows, documentaries. And I also have a Patreon podcast, Total Request podcast, that's uh, patreon.com slash trpod, where you say what shows you want. My host, Amanda, from Amanda Loves to Hate Teen Mom, what shows or movies or documentaries you want us to watch. And then we watch them and break them down for you. So there. That was such a good idea. So, when I when you first announced it, I was like, oh, that's brilliant. That's so good. I know. I've been wanting to forever. And then <laughs> and then I was like, oh, sorry, Kara, my dad died. Can't do it. <laughs> it was like really awkward. But anyway, thank you. Oh, thank and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll do it again. Yes. Have a good day.